Welcome to TA1. Everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. Got the legendary Jimmy Lee with me. So we better make this quick before she starts getting really noisy. So uh, welcome to the new version of the podcast, more or less. Our first uh, Zoom chat with Ben Racing, with uh, Jason, Daniel, and Mel. Uh, worked great, pretty much. Little little thing at the end when I went to look for the audio and I couldn't find it, but um, it was there, obviously, because you get to listen to it. So, no uh, Kyle Peter here where I have to call him back and say, hey, can we just do that conversation over again? Anyway, um, no, the whole episode isn't Dan in his underwear, and uh, it's just pretty cool. Those guys are uh, great ambassadors and uh, know how to tell a story. So let's uh, let's let them tell the story and um, yeah, do it. Let's uh, go fast, take chances. Um, you're gonna hear ah no, no spoilers. Oh yeah, this is um, spoiler alert if you haven't watched uh, all of the episodes of Eco Challenge on Amazon Prime. Why not? But, um, yeah, you might uh, might get a few things spoiled if you, if, if you haven't seen them. So hit pause, go watch it, and then come back. Or don't listen to it and uh, see if you care about the spoilers. They're nothing really major. Anyway, uh, all right, go fast, take chances. I said that once, and thanks for listening. Bye. What's up? Hey, Daniel, how are you? I'm on the wrong audio. Uh, Anticlimactic, yeah. what's up? Yeah, well, hey, welcome to my world. I'm going on, it's like, why isn't everything, anything working? And it's like, oh, yeah, my microphone's not plugged in. <laughs> got to plug everything in. Are you sharing that? No, I got it. This is fucking $6 beer. You better go get another cup. Uh, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't be one. Yeah, don't be such cheapskate. I mean, he just he just grabbed a beer out of my fridge and was just like he picked the good one. Yeah, like you're not drinking my only good beer on my on your own. <laughs> you mean you let him have refrigerator rights? He, he has taken them, whether or not he, yeah. uh, you know. Give me a second. <clears throat> How's it going, Randy? I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, I can. I'm, I can't uh, hear anything. Yeah. Do I put this in? Yep, put it in and then you can hear it. Okay. Here we go. Testing one, two, three. Yeah, I'll throw it out and clear. Yeah. We don't, so have, I, a beer to share. Yeah. We don't have a beer to share with you, though. That's fine. That's what I should do is get some earbuds. This is there this um, whole podcast thing is getting so much simpler. It's like I open one program now instead of bringing up four apps and right. making sure everything yeah. works. And you know. I like the. It, it almost looks like you're in a sauna, except that I see the edge of a couch back there. But yeah, this is the sauna this is, couch. Yep, this is the office. So our whole house, you know, it's log home. Yeah, but there's not Obviously. not a piece of sheetrock yeah. in the house. Right. Wow, that's pretty well, cool. Yeah, that's what so, our cabin's gonna look like. Yeah, 
It's tongue and groove wood, and then in the basement we use tin, roofing tin. You make it all? Yep. I didn't set the logs, but everything else. Wow. So you have other talents besides this podcast. That's impressive. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I actually have a real, real job, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I like the the comments um, that you're like slowly getting, you know, getting trying to get yourself on the eco twenty twenty one staff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, it. Ain't gonna happen, but gotta try, right? I mean, are you practicing your like bearisms? Like something could happen to him, and then they could have to call on you to be the commentator. Well, I should. So. You've seen all my memes, so I mean, I'm I'm obviously right. the the next choice. So. Oh, did you do all those all that all those gifs and stuff? Yeah, yes. the, the memes, the bear memes, the team yeah, down I mean, ones. And no, but you didn't do all that because now there's like a hundred eco gifs that have oh. like you know. There's like Dan looking look dead. Those. They look so good. Yeah. They're so red. And there, it's some of them you're just like, ooh, I'm glad I'm not that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But mine have all been like, I wish I wasn't that one. Yeah, I wish I wasn't that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's all the bear, the team down ones. No, yeah. We, we, yeah. That, those are, those are pretty great leading up. Yeah. So, um, and now hopefully, like, as more and more people watch it, the, the, the weird complaining AR crowd will kind of, <laughs> Faded to the background. Yeah. So, have you? I mean, yeah. What have What have you guys seen personally since you know, as far as interest, the last five six days? Uh, like bend racing. I, I mean, how yeah, many yeah. thousands yeah. of emails? Yeah, we have a ton of emails. We have people wanting to come train with us. We have a lot of. I mean, and, and ironically, a lot of them are the, the teams that did not fare so well at Eco Challenge, <laughs> um, which is great. Like, like you yeah. know, I think a lot of these teams realizing, like, wow, this is an awesome sport. I'm super invested in it. Yeah. But it's it's not just, like, you know, something you can walk into. Right. Um, I got recognized. Yeah. yeah. Out, out, in the, out, in the, out in the wilds of Bend, <laughs> Oregon today or yesterday. Yeah. The double Some, take. Yes. Yeah, somebody was like, double take. I was like, are you that guy from that TV show? On Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, isn't um, it? Yeah. All 15, 20 years of racing, and, and that's what you get noticed for, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dan is, Dan is going to be the guy in his underwear, which is awesome. That's right. Um, yeah. Which is pretty great yeah. um, i mean you should have a t-shirt ready to go yeah right yeah. just my chest hair yeah. done as a t-shirt right there you go <laughs> um, but i mean you know like we've seen uh we have 20 more like at least 20 more applications for the america's toughest race and not from adventure racing teams these are yeah. just like people that have seen the show somehow decided that we we haven't really put anything out there so somehow decided to type in something toughest race ended up on our site and then like clicked the button that says i really want to race put me on the the list um and so luckily that you know that that race is going to be full of actual race teams um (laughs) because you know well you know how it's it's going to be not as long as eco challenge but certainly not easier Um, especially for rookie teams. There will be no person in a helicopter coming down and giving them pep talks. Hey, I specifically requested a helicopter. I know, right? You're welcome to bring one. Oh, oh, okay. 
where our budget for helicopter time is fifty-five dollars. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's which... not true. Like, who knows? But like, we will definitely pitch Amazon and say we would like a five hundred thousand dollar budget, and we will turn this into the the you know eco challenge yeah. light, and then you can air it on TV. There you go, but, and then works. you might get a helicopter. No, I see. I don't see, but I see that Mel's here. Okay, hey Mel. Where are you at? Figuring out the audio, video. No, I admitted her once. Now I'm going to admit her again. And Oh, there she yay. is. The, I, I still don't see her. Hi, babe. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. I, like, oh. half caught your conversation about helicopters. I'm like, I could fly it. It'd be cool. Yeah, oh, that's right. All there we have we to do is actually get you that. We don't have to. We have a pilot right there. Right. We actually have two pilots. You can just bring your... I really like the tent in that living room. Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It's actually a space shuttle. It, yeah. Or a space shuttle. In case anybody asks. Yeah, that's pretty great. Let's, that's um, what Bryn gets in there and, like, gets her telescope and looks at the night sky. Very cool. So I, I wish I, wish I kind of was in the other room because – we have a table full of, of maps and compasses and stuff for Paulette's next race, so it would look more what is racy. She, what is she doing now? She, there you go. Map backdrop. <laughs> she is doing the Rebel Rally, which is a 10-day off-road Jeep event. Whoa. <laughs> but it's, but it's women good. only, and it's all map and compass uh, navigation. Wow! Oh. So from from Tahoe yeah. to uh, the Mexico border, basically. That's not off like road or like back roads or yeah, back roads all GP. It's um, part oh. rally, but they have to. So check this out: they have checkpoints that you have to get within thirty meters, and you're not marked. So you have to plot them, and then triangulate to hit the checkpoint. That's nice. pretty cool. How do they know when they hit it? Um, they're trackers. They got trackers, okay. and spots, and and then, and then they use a Stella system, which is a system specifically for for vehicles. But um, cool. yeah, so we've had a table a full of maps. Yeah. And then and then the other day she's like, "Well, should we get a team? Should I get a team together for Patagonia?" <laughs> so you know how that so goes. Did she right? get one? Yes, I think we. Um, I don't know how to politely put this, but a team of old women. <laughs> well, you stop that one guy. Who's the guy? Are you the guy? No, come on. We're, we're talking to some others. So it's her and Sherry Himes. Uh-huh. Oh, And um, we're talking with a gal out of Canada that did the last eco in Patagonia. So Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we have that old person hook. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some cool, because uh, uh, the other kind of dark horse that's coming back into the sport is everybody's favorite, Doug Judson. Yes. Seriously? Yep. I mean, he just posted that he was, he yeah, put a team. team together and is actually going to race. Like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. I, I am, I never got to see Doug race. <laughs> so. I, I've never seen Doug race. <laughs> I've just seen Doug talk a lot about racing. So, but right. so, yeah, I'm. I, I would. I don't think we'll ever know, but 
I mean, it would be interesting to see how many people apply for Patagonia. I mean, I, I've heard that there's, there's already um, more than a thousand pending applications. <laughs> what? That's crazy. That's well, I believe, I believe it from what I've been seeing. I mean, yeah. I've been in the sport for one day. How do I sign up for Patagonia? Dude, I've gotten so many emails that are like, oh, we're putting a team together. Like, but I need to find a team. I don't have a team. Yeah. So can we join your team? team. Um, like, how, can, how can I navigate? How do I, I learn to navigate? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think you just look at how much, t- uh, how much screen time the Able Able's got, and you're like, really? Yeah. I could do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they could do this, I could do this. Yeah. yeah. And then poor Fletcher never even got introduced. <laughs> Well, and uh, yeah, but ironically, Dan is one of the people that has contacted us almost immediately and said, I want to come out for your five-day training course and, you know, like bring my daughters. And like, I, I think that, you know, he's he's a legit racer. And so yeah. I think he got his, his family media time and now he wants to figure out how to like actually finish an eco with his family. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> Mel, have you seen any episodes yet? Have you seen? Yeah. What are you, what are you on? Um. So we're almost done with seven. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we got about fifteen yeah. minutes left in seven. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're so you're catching up, which is good. We are. Um, we are slowly. So you've seen some of your you've seen some of your good quotes. I, I have. <laughs> great, I, would, I would say great, great quotes. quotes. Yeah, there's if some, not, if not, there's some hilarity that comes. Quotes. Yeah, that comes yeah. out of your mouth. It's like it's so awesome. I love the swimming one. Like ah, oh, nothing yeah. better to do on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, great <laughs> So did you guys? Did you guys binge it? How did you watch it? No, I mean she hasn't finished it. I haven't finished it. Have I finished have not it? finished episode ten have, yet. We I watched episodes it. one through nine yeah. piecemeal, like on the projector in his yard. Yeah. So we yeah. had the whole like everybody in the neighborhood that wanted to just came by and like parked their parked their chairs, chairs and brought a beer and drank. And oh, that's and so cool! Hung out and watched yeah. the things. So we just basically did one, sometimes two, two a night. Uh, took a couple oh. breaks to go do adventures and. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was I'm like I want to enjoy it. Yeah, totally. It. I don't and need to watch. It's a little bit hard for me. Yeah, there's some there's some hard part. I mean, and me. Yeah. You know, so I was kind of the superhero of the team the whole time. <laughs> you don't me? you don't have a weak well you don't seriously, we've seen more than you have and you don't have a weak moment in the entire race. <laughs> yeah. Like both Dan and I have some severe like totally. Yeah. Anyway. Um and so Stephen has you, a little anger, but other than that, Mel's just like. Mel, so. no. <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> when when you get to those points, like if you're having a little meltdown or something, can you watch, or do you kind of like walk away for a minute? I mean, I don't like. It was hard, hard but good. Like the hardest thing for me to watch was the stuff on top of the waterfall with Spirit. Uh, but it was. We were all crying last night. Yeah, I mean, we were like, I was crying and. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chelsea, of course, it was, I think she, ironically, that was the easiest part for her to watch because she mm-hmm. felt like she was there with us. Like whenever we're talking about spirit and like all the rest of it is really hard for her to watch, partly because, you know, like she's really proud of how we did, but you know, like it's, you know, she, she wishes she had there, but, but the other thing is because she knows the mistakes that I make. And so like when I got the team lost, she was like, 
And, and that's the only time she was actually watching. She was happy she wasn't there. She was like, I would have killed you. Like, I would have been so angry, uh, you know? And I was like, yeah. And, and same thing. Like when she saw Dan Bonk, she was like, yeah, I, that's what it was like in Ecuador. And so, so she was like very thankful, Mel, that you were there to have to go through all of that shit. Um, so those are the part, like the worst we're doing. She's like, oh my God. Mel is the same. I don't know how she's holding it together. Because you were just like, all right, let's keep going. Like, all this positivity. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, but, yeah. so, Mel, is that really how you felt? Or were you just putting on a good good facade? No, I was just happy to be there. <laughs> I think I was happy to be an eco. I was happy to be in the woods. I was happy to not be in connectivity with, like, anybody. I was just, like, I was on cloud nine Yeah, the whole time. Like, this is awesome. Even though they did catch me looking, like, a little uh, distraught at times. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I think that's just the tired look. But it was, it was like an entire week of gratitude of just being out in the woods and being in this amazing, beautiful environment. Yeah. So did you guys know, I mean, were, were you one of the teams that they picked, you know, to follow? And did, did you spend a lot of time with them? And then how often... How much did you were you embedded with camera, cameraman? So, so Randy, I'm going to tell you a secret that nobody knows. So, hopefully, nobody watches your podcast. Yeah, so they I'll don't. Don't worry. Out. We um, <laughs> like that whole thing with Dan was 100% staged. Okay. Um, oh, everybody figured, knows that. Yeah, we figured there had to be a way to get on the camera, and so we were like, we actually got out of the boat first before Nathan and you know team using look at it, and we had time to like make him look sweaty. Yeah. We put the red droplets in his eyes so his eyes started to get red. Yeah. And it was perfect. Like bear goes know. down in the second. Right. Yeah. And and <laughs> man, it was just like and then we milked it and we milked it until we were sure that we were gonna get on. And the comeback's better if we go all the way to last place. Well yeah. Um we didn't count on uh unbroken going the wrong way. So we were just counting teams as they went through and said, okay, we can go now. Um and it worked like right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I remember it, right? It was like if that were the case, I would have killed you all. Yeah, yeah of course. Mel, Mel wasn't in on it. It was just me and Dan. It was yeah. very, very extra. Steven didn't know either. That's why I got so pissed at times, right? So it was just Dan and I. We planned that's, it all I can, here. Yeah, I, conspiracy I can only be two. Seizures convincingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but like I've I've talked to some of the the people, and I think the real answer to that question is like they definitely had 10 or so teams that were they were just going to cover yeah right yeah. um like the curry warriors that they actually basically vetted and said hey we want you to do this race and it'd be great tv and yeah. the mad mares and like some of these media teams and un unbroken and stuff like that and then i think you know we were probably on a short list of uh 10 or 15 of the kind of more competitive teams mm -hmm. that they did really cursory pre-race interviews with um that, you know, basically, like, tell us a little bit. So they had that if they needed it. Like, that's where you get the clip from me saying, like, we want to be, at, at the very least, we want to be the top American team. Yeah. Um, so that was all pre-race. Um, and then I think when that happened, like, they had, you know, we saw the surprise in, in well, I know Mel did when she ran up to the beach, like, at checkpoint one. And Bear's kind of like, who the hell are you guys, right? Because I'm sure he had a list of, like, it's going to be the Kiwis and then the South Africans, and, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then there's this, you know, Oregon, <laughs> who are they? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when we catastrophically imploded and went 
you know, we, you know, and, and we didn't know he was up there in the helicopter saying, oh, they're going too fast. They should put up their sails. And yeah. we just burnt out for him. It was like, it was almost like it was scripted, except sadly it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I think, you know, I think that for us, you know, we're really proud of um, like how we were able to rally because Dan was down for, I mean, I remember like 72 hours almost, right? Um, that, that, you know, sleeping in the boat and then, but, but, uh, to come back and then have him, him rally. And it was just, it was just I was, I was out for probably the, the hour 12 through 24. Yeah. Out, out. And then I was the slowest member, yeah. like hurt in the hurt locker for another yeah. 36 or 48 hours. Um, and, then, and then I was fine. Right. But that was, you know, that was really yeah. fun. Um, and then when we thought they were losing interest, I got us lost. Because I thought that would be another good dramatic, uh, yeah. you know. So, but as far as as far as following, basically we had one one dude, Jeff, yeah, who's a legend, and he just followed us through the whole thing. All, all the trekking legs, yeah. all the trekking legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For three um, days, he was intense. Yeah, yeah. he was awesome. So, yeah. so were you, I mean, did you guys were you? concerned or did you were you sure that dan would come back and dan were you sure you would come back or was it touch and go? <laughs> what do you think mel were you where were you on that um so I, I don't know that we knew he would come back but we knew when he when like in actuality like his body had recovered but his mind wasn't there yet yeah. um because like like the in, the entirety of his like physiological being changed when he went down like his eyes looked like a different color they had a different look to them his voice had a different sound his whole body was seizing like every single muscle in his body seriously like i had one leg steven had one leg and jason took the top of him to hold him down when his body was completely seizing going up the trail of the volcano and, and then like that, do you remember that moment? We're going, we're in the jungle going up the trail and Dan lays down and it was just the, I wish they would have got that on, on right? camera because he screamed and it just like some, like all the other teams in, in earshot, which is probably every team on the race course at that point, like it literally sounded like somebody just been killed, right? Like he just screamed so loud and continuously and it was, it was pretty I mean, it was cramping. Yeah. Like normally you have like a leg cramp or a calf cramp or a whatever, but it was just like every muscle, right? Yeah. Like uh, arms were cramping, quads were cramping, hamstring was cramping, yeah, glutes pretty. were cramping, calves were cramped, like feet, yeah. the, the, like the muscle in between your, your big toe and your heel was cramping. It was just like full blown, um, every you know, and. And, and are you aware the whole time or, I mean, obviously, you know, you look like you're out of it. I mean, how out of it are you? Or... Um, when I, like once the, once the plug came, like once the bottom dropped out, it was just really bad. Like I was just trying to do whatever they said to do. Um, there was not like a lot of agency and it was like, I would try to do whatever it was and then it wouldn't work. Like I would try to take a step and, you know, that half of my body would go into some kind of spasm and then I would fall onto the ground and then they would just like pin me down to keep me from rolling into the jungle until that yeah. cycle went done and then they would like drag me up the next 10 feet. 
Okay. You spot it all the way up to the top. Um, but that that point, the point at which everything physiologically came back to normal, but you weren't there mentally to make mm-hmm. that switch. And then like everybody was trying to talk to you and it was Jason who like was finally like, all right, look, you're fine. You're back. Do you want to keep going or not? Cause you need to call it because we're not dragging you through the rest of this thing. And it was like, that happened. And then a few hours later, I think probably in the middle of the Billy Billy, you were like, yeah, completely dominating again. Yeah, and it was, it was like, He's back! <laughs> we were all so happy when that happened. Right. right. Um, you know, and we knew... Our, Thinking Billy Billy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody was happy on the Billy Billy, let's face it. Um, nobody can ever be happy on a Billy Billy. I don't... I, you know, especially if you're trying to race them. I thought it was hilarious. We started telling some, some just, like, awful jokes towards the end of it. Like, yeah. the sun was going down, and it just became, like bottom of the barrel jokes for everybody and so everybody's just like telling the worst jokes that they know um and some of them are just like really long so you spend like 10 minutes on a shaggy dog like crappy joke story and the payoff is just amazing because you have this captive audience who all just all they want to do is laugh anyway so it's just like whole we came up with whole like joke categories that we would just like work on for an hour and it was just like it was pretty i mean i had a ton of fun on that on that part of the building. <laughs> yeah even strongest uh event throughout the entire race yeah. so how long did that how long the did billy that billy take was no yeah well it's the the joke portion of the billy billy like he was <laughs> he was on fire yeah yeah, yeah for sure stupid yeah. joke the joke it was awesome yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Where's the camera? Where's the audio from that? That's what I want to hear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, well, let's pick on Jason for a while. Great. All right. <laughs> so, tell tell us tell everybody about being lost. And what um, I'm what I really want to know is how do you get unlost? Right. Um, being lost sucks. I think I think that was that was my uh, party quote of that whole clip was yep. being lost really sucks. Um, and we, you know, there were, there were a lot of things that, that uh, kind of went into that. And, and I take credit for most of them. I guess that's not the right way to say it, but I take credit for getting us lost. Um, and, you know, the, the show is great. It makes it seem like we were lost all day long. We didn't actually get lost at all until after dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't, you know, we, we just wandered around um, up the wrong canyon and back down and then back up the wrong canyon. And, and, um, but the anatomy was we were about 200 meters short of seeing. Five hundred meters. Sea. I, I saw the maps today, but yeah. Five hundred meters from yeah. where the turnoff was. Yeah. So we were, uh, you know, nobody knew that there was a giant tent and flagging marking the right the canyon that you're supposed to turn up. Yeah. And this is, you know, this kind of became an issue with some of the other top teams getting lost in various places. We're expecting more difficult navigation, and then we turned it into more difficult navigation. Yes, we did. <laughs> And the river kind of got wide there. It was dark. We couldn't see the ridge lines. You're in the jungle. And so we started to really pay attention to micronav. And, and you know, it was really easy to convince ourselves that our altimeters were a little bit, uh, yeah. like, off. And then but this canyon's going the right direction. And the river looks really weird here. This might have been that ridge. And then before long, we're going up a parallel canyon that, like, starts off at the same angle. And we're just going and going and going. 
Um, and so, you know, the, I actually could kind of figured out stuff before, uh, you know, when we came back down and we're in the main Canyon, but by that point I had at least completely lost the trust of Steven. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the team. Dan was just kind of, I think, happy not to be feeling horrible and was feeling good. Yeah, was and, game on. Uh, but I just remember I had completely lost the trust of Steven. And so no matter what I was going to say, he wasn't going to follow me. Right. There was a, a big conversation about like, well, you know, you teach people when they're lost, go back to the last no point. Cause the last no point is camp three. And I was like, dude, we're not going back to camp three. <laughs> um, so let's sleep here, you know? And, and so we just decided to sleep until daylight because as soon as daylight comes up, it's much easier to like yeah. look at the big picture. Right. I mean, that's a tactic we use in Patagonia a lot. Like once you get lost at night, you, you, you only spend so long trying to figure out where you are. Um, then I think, you know, I think that's, that's one of the, the great things about adventure racing is that people always talk about like being an experienced team and doing the work to, to not make mistakes or to make less mistakes. But I think, you know, if you look at the really good teams out there, it's part about minimizing mistakes, but even more important is recognizing mistakes and adapting to them to go forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, that sucked. It meant, you know, losing six hours. But it wasn't giving up on the race. It, it was taking the time to have the difficult conversations. And we got some good sleep. And we got to hang out with Jeff yeah. more. Right. Right. Yeah. Poor Jeff was there in, in the rain and muddy. And, like, his feet were already starting to blister. And we're like, sorry, dude. We yeah. just had to walk up this awesome canyon for a while. So. Yeah. Do you, do, I mean, how much, that's how do I want to put this? So you have this frustration level. But you get to sleep. Does the sleep outweigh the frustration level? Well, the six hours that we spent stomping around in circles is just like wasted time. Yeah. Right. Like, so if, I mean, I think, I think the strategy going forward in that kind of situation, because the, the, the thoughts that we had were like, okay, we, it's the, as soon as nightfall, you know, you have 12 hours until it's daylight. So it's like, well, we got to spend some time trying to figure this out because sleeping for 12 hours is just like way too much to do right now. So basically we did that and then went to sleep. Um, And it's just really, I think the, the kind of generic answer that we normally have is like, just keep going until you're sure that you're lost, you know, like just keep going in the direction that you were going when it got dark, because that's probably the right one. And then once it's obviously not right, then like you sleep or figure it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But nights aren't normally 12 hours long, right? It's like 11 and a half hours of total darkness. And it's right. just like, we can't, we can't spend 11 and a half hours like camp yeah. out here. Like that's not like that's, you know, it's just not, it's too much, right? Like we have to try to find this. Um, but we, you know, for us, it, it actually, cause we, you know, if, if, if you're analyzing and we've, we've, you know, obviously analyzed this stuff a lot because mm-hmm. we've been waiting for a year for this freaking show to come out. And um, <laughs> yeah, like we made some, like we, we slept at camp three, like, you know, for anybody that's familiar, like we got the camp three in the daylight, like right alongside bones. And at, like, there were a bunch of, uh, you know, kind of our, our normal uh, group that we, we race around with back and forth with. And for some reason, I don't even really remember, we decided to sleep or try to sleep for three hours 
during the daylight. So they wouldn't count a sleep card at the right. At basically, the, yeah, they wouldn't count a sleep card at the top. So we're like, oh, let's use a sleep card and sleep from two o'clock to five o'clock in the heat of Fiji with the flies buzzing around. And it was pretty miserable. Like I don't think any of us really slept. Couldn't be in the tent and outside the flies. And so we just laid there for three hours, and then we had an hour and a half of daylight. And so we're really, really pushing, but. Uh, you know, we just would not have made that same navigation mistake during the daytime. Like, there's just no way because, like, we, you know, we would have so hiked a little bit up. Day. Like, during, as soon as it got light, we're, you know, it was like one of those, you know, palm to forehead. Like, <laughs> if we had any vision outside of our, you know, whatever 500 lumen headlamps, yeah. like you could see the obvious ridge coming down. And and the river did some really weird stuff right there, but it's not gonna mix you up in the daytime. Um, you know, and so. Um, all those things kind of conspired to get there and we were still kind of tired like because none of us had slept yeah. we had like rested a little bit and our feet felt better but so the sleep deprivation was still there and, and you're you're just kind of in that in that weird world i mean that's my favorite part of racing even though like you know it's horrible when you get lost it's like when your brain kind of does the weird things and so like the relationship with the people you're with get a little fuzzy the relationship with the land and the math and like all the all the stuff is you know even the the best navigators and and best racers weird stuff starts to happen. So after I mean when, once you got going, did, were you pretty pumped to like let's go not make no more mistakes and <laughs> we did in fact stop making mistakes. The rest of it was pretty close to yeah pretty close to good. The only nav error was running down the wrong hill for five hundred meters. We, 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 at some point, do you remember that, Mel? Like, we were. Oh, yeah, remember that? Stephen was asleep on my arm. <laughs> yeah, that was, we, that was when we met up with, uh, like, closest team and Bones. So and we'd all got off the reservoir and, like, we're starting that huge trek. And so it was awesome. It's like the early morning, everybody's had a hard time in the reservoir. We pretty much nailed it, which was great. But now we're all hiking with these other two top American teams who were, everybody knows they're trying to, like, beat each other. Yeah. But we're also using each other to stay awake and we're just walking, 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 telling stories, like telling news stories. And we just like <laughs> go like, turn, don't even pay attention to this junction, like end up walking. If I recall correctly, Mel and I were like, is this road it? And Jay right. was like, don't uh, interrupt my story. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy telling a story. I was talking like, to, okay, to, to out there, like closest navigator. <laughs> we're just going down and then. Luckily, I looked at the compass, right? At some point, we're like, oh, my God. And we just walked down this super steep hill for half a kick. Yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, and then the, the great thing was that their navigator tried to convince me that we weren't lost and that somehow this could be the right road. And I was like, no, you guys can keep going down this if you want. And as sucky as it is, we're going back up. And he was so disappointed yeah. that, like, he couldn't convince me that, that we were still going the right way because he didn't want to turn around. I was like, I don't care. Like, it's 20 minutes off my, my team, and they're gonna, they can grumble a little bit. But, man, if I keep going down this hill, it'll be, like, be 30 no minutes. For us. Yeah, yeah, west is not the right direction. There's no way, you know, and we're going west. So, um, and then so that was, didn't lose confidence because he slept through the whole thing. Steven, no, that, which is great. Steven was like <laughs> zombie man, right? He was a he was, complete zombie. He was asleep. I didn't even, yeah, like, <laughs> he didn't even know that we turned around. He just like kept walking. It was just like awesome. <laughs> right? I only, yeah. yeah. So, so a little more generic like, question. Yeah. Do you ever make the wrong turn going uphill? 
<laughs> Good question. We did it in in uh, in the last time we were in uh, in New Zealand. But it's so much easier to just turn around and go downhill there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So yeah. You, you may not remember because well, everybody yeah. goes downhill when they make a mistake. It's just yeah. There's there's a lot of that. Well, those are the mistakes that hurt the most. Yeah. I think that's why. Right? Actually, no. We the the mistake that we made on the on the river that. That was, yeah, we exactly. went uphill, up that river. It was so beautiful, though, wasn't it? It was like the steep, little, narrow, awesome. It was great. <laughs> um, well, that's not a mistake. You just wanted to see the scenery. Oh, right. Okay. right. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, yeah. again, it was part of the script because we knew that if we hadn't made that mistake, it, like, you know, our, our placing would have been a lot easier. So it needed to be that excitement with Bones and out there at the very end. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's what made it for us is. Yeah, you that bring paddle it. would have not been as much fun if we weren't like pushing as hard as we ever pushed before. Right. That final paddle. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, start and finish with hard paddling. So <laughs> that, was our, that was our strong suit in this race, right? Isn't that, that weird? <laughs> yeah. So, did you guys deal with the mud? I mean, because I don't, I don't quite know how there were thunderstorms and where everybody was. I mean, did everybody deal with the mud, or did some people get lucky? And, and not get you mean on the bikes? On the bikes, yeah. Uh, the top teams seemed to get lucky. Okay. But yeah. it because it was still raining for them and it just washed away. We definitely were in the thick of that mud. Yeah. For a long teams behind us had maybe even a worse time. Yeah. Um, yes. Like because you know even being like first versus fourth on a team, you could feel the difference in how much the mud was just churned yeah. up. Yeah. So like, but yeah, I heard that the teams turning it up, you know, watching the video, like, like I know that the top teams that were there, um, making that dark zone, right. Like getting to the raft at night, they rode that whole thing. Yeah. Right. And then by the time we were doing it, we probably carried our bikes close to 10 K. Um, and they were heavy, you know, you push them a little bit, you try to like, you drive 50 feet, um, at times, but it was, it was, it was probably some of the ugliest mud like that I've, I've ever seen for the longest amount of time. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's saying something. I mean, do you just get to the point, right, where you just gotta, like, we've just gotta carry them? Or do you just, like, keep trying? I mean, you know, well, you, long enough to... you gotta switch it up, otherwise you go crazy, because you're mm-hmm, like, yeah. this thing is so damn heavy, and then you put it down, you roll it, and then it doesn't roll anymore. And then you're like, well, crap, now I got to clean it off and pick it back up. And then you just go through iterations of that for like, yeah. I mean, what's, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You guys are much more interesting than I am. That was, um, you know, to me that, that, you know, we have a, a saying on our team, which is the CSP, CSP, which stands for common sense of purpose. And that's one of those times where, you know, I was, I was super proud of the whole team in that sense, because it's one of those things in event racing that just sucks. And it's super easy to get into your own head and, and feel miserable. But the, the way to get through it is just to like, this is in front of us. And all of us did such a good job of like, no matter how much we were hurting, it's like, there's no way out of it. Right. So you might as well just get on with the crappy business <laughs> of like, you know, covering your bike and butt and, and carrying it through. And you just saw that in the, in some of the video of some of the teams that don't have as much experience, right. Where it's easy just to like kind of fall apart. Right. Um, I mean, the saying is what, when you're in hell, keep walking. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what, especially like, I remember being there and knowing that 
you know, where we wanted to end up. Now we're racing and dance feeling better. And we, de we just desperately wanted to make that dark zone, like get to the wrap in time to do that leg because then that puts us in this, this group of teams that's in the top 20. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we're basically like where we at least want to be racing, even if we're the very back of it. And the map on that section was like that road wasn't on the map and like we had had to draw it in. So it's not very exact anyway. So we really had no idea where we are, except that basically you get on this road and it takes you to the TA, you know, and we just have a squiggly line through the map that we've hand drawn in. And so we got pretty, you know, it got pretty um, depressing after a while because we're like, nobody can even say how much further we go. Right. Um, Cause navigationally it was like kind of this going up to a peak that right after that it's the TA. So like the altimeter, all right. it's telling is you're, you're not up. there yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's like, yeah, I know. I know yes. we're not there. You know, yet. And we were just watching the time go on and, and, you know, even not even really anybody said like, cause none of us really thought we were going to make it. I don't think. And then no. we uh, did so. with like literally 10 minutes like wash the bikes, run down to the thing as fast as we could, which was longer than we thought too, <laughs> to get out to the rafts. And then it was, it was pretty amazing. So that was a really, that was almost, oh, yeah. I'm kind of like, hell. that whole thing, that was, that day was like its own separate race, right? That's what it felt like. Yeah. This massive mud bike carry into this, you know, road run into this paddle where every second counted the whole time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so like a little mini race inside the race. Yeah, yeah. Like sprint. Yeah, <laughs> a little sprint race. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. So it sounds like the navigation went from follow the road to you know micro is you know the, let's get to that tree and then figure out the next spot. Is that that is that a fair assessment? Um. Like, I don't think there was ever a time when you should have been micro-navving. Right. I think every time we micro-navved, it wound up being like, oh, there's flagging, or oh, oh there's a totem, yeah. or oh, there's a tent, or... I mean, like, the, the, I think the difficult part, and I, I've heard this from a number of other teams, especially the really experienced teams, was that th there was an inconsistency, uh, for lack of a better way to say it, in like what the the navigation was like, like in that first canyon section where you see in the video where New Zealand like takes this route through the jungle, right? And the Costa Rica got lost and a bunch of teams got lost. Like it, there was a totem and flagging at the correct canyon, right? So like you look for it a little bit, but if you don't think it's there, you don't know that. We Nobody knew that, right? But like you get there and you're like, oh, this is right, right? So you've got teams that are, you know, second guessing themselves a hundred meters too early, Right. And if, if they get to the right spot, it's obvious. So like these, and, and, you know, so that, that was the same thing on the, the canyon where we got lost on the road ride that they gave you super specific directions. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you're in a town with, with roads everywhere. And, you know, and if you get to the right spot, there's like signs that lead you all the way in. You spend all this time, you know, worried about getting to the right spot. Um, you know, so that was, that, that kind of just became interesting is not really knowing. Um, and then, you know, to me, the other thing where we learned from what we did early, the micro-navving is on that last big trek, you know, they had given us all these waypoints and like, you've got a, it's a 45 kilometer trek with no checkpoints on it, except for the other TA. 
uh, or the other camp and you're just going it's like oh you can get to this summit and then you can go to this little pass and then you can find this old trail these super detailed directions on a one to fifty thousand map and we were there with bones and a couple of the teams and it was really hard to figure out and finally we just you know like for me as a navigator i was like let's just pretend this is patagonia and the next checkpoint is that far away and i remember like having a conversation with the team and saying look can we just like forget about all these waypoints head the right direction and see what happens and it was that was a super fun section of the course mm-hmm. right we were just on these random trails but going northwest you know and, and paying attention yeah. to the huge pass and the huge mountain and not any of the the micro features and that was we made up a ton of time there um, because we weren't super fixated on you know following directions really. even though we spent half an hour hanging out with the yeah but that was a cool farmer the, the, yeah. far, the random farmer guy in the middle of nowhere that was awesome <laughs> Did he point you in the right direction? Oh, we just stopped. We knew where we were going. Yeah, we, we just, just needed shade. Yeah, we were so hot. Yeah. And he gave us some food too, right? Fruits. Fruits, yeah. He had like a fruit tree that he was yeah. like hacking stuff off of. Stuff and he was he was he was farming chili peppers. So we I tried some chili peppers. That's cool. So did you guys take advantage of being able to use the locals? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's a yes. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. so awesome. Yeah. There's no other way to know how to get anywhere. The no. jungles are so thick, and they knew all of these, like, little trails that are just from town to town. It was, like, it, that would have been extremely difficult if you didn't have a... Right. Yeah. And, and uh, amazing. None of them wore shoes. Amazing. Yeah. So amazing. And they were fast. Yeah. It, it, so, was, it, it was one of the... the I think it was one of the coolest sections that, that I've ever done in a race just because we actually got to, you know, we tend to not ask people directions. Like we've been racing Costa Rica and you ask somebody cause you get lost and they have no idea what you're doing yeah. or like what you're talking or about really. And, anything. Yeah. Um, but you know, in this thing, it was like, they, I'm sure they had all you know, kind of knew what was going on and they were super helpful. And Oh my God, it was, um, I mean, the, the biggest scare we had was, we, te- we joined up with Team Atlas to kind of pool our resources and get a horse to carry a bunch of the packs and like, because there just weren't enough guides in that area that wanted to leave at two in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we start going with, with Team Atlas, who we're all super good friends with. So we're all talking, having a good time. Like probably five of the team's packs um, are on this horse um, and we're just leaving town. We're going down into this little ravine and we start going down a steep, muddy bank. And then one of the guys like, oh, the horse is just going to go around because he can't come down this bank right here right what he meant was the horse was going to go around a completely different route and we weren't going to see him until we got to the village right and so we're doing this like 15 kilometer trek through the jungle and all this we're like where's the horse where's the other horse is going around we're like yeah but we're going to see it again and so we had no gear no food like all of our all stuff is on the horse and you know we just the communication wasn't perfect and we're just like we hope that we see our passport again right because the passport is on the horse the tracker like so that so that if you know somewhere they must have known this was happening because our trackers like you know doing weird stuff like um so and eventually we get there and and the The horse horse is waiting for us (laughs) yeah that guy went faster like what the heck yeah why didn't you go that Um, way (laughs) yeah exactly cool so I don't know if this is fair. Um, are you happy? Are you satisfied? 
I, maybe you're not satisfied, but how do you rate the race? Your race. I mean, uh, somebody else can go first. We might all have different opinions, but yeah. you know, Matt, what do you think? <laughs> we had a blast. I had a blast out there, so. Um, yeah, I... I had a lot of fun. I think it was a little bit frustrating um, getting slowed down in the beginning um, a bit. It was so hot. Like, I, and I've, I've spent quite a bit of time in the Middle East, and I've never been that hot before. Wow. We kept, like, we actually had a conversation going of whether it was possible to have humidity that was above 100%, because that's what it felt like. It was so hot and so humid. Um and there was just no way to cool down at all. And um, so that was definitely a challenge. Um, but I think that one of the reasons that we do these races is to test ourselves and um, and to see how we deal with different types of adversity. And every single race is different. And in this one, we had a lot of those kind of big little challenges, right? Like yeah. in their in there, like each individual one is not that big of a challenge. Like you always get lost. Do you get lost for six hours? Probably not all the, every race, but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but every single time, you know, you have these little challenges and it's really how you respond together as a team. And I think that in the past five years of racing with Ben racing, I think that we responded to each challenge together as a team, the best that I've seen us do um, ever really. Um, despite, you know, what Steven, like losing confidence and, yeah. and his kind of, um, I guess his episode or the episode that happened in the middle of the night was not completely captured on film. It was, it was much more dramatic than that. And it was, it was really a shame they didn't do the whole thing. Cause it was, it was kind of amusing to watch. <laughs> like, you and, you and Dan were just like, yeah, we were mostly just like eating popcorn while watching the show unfold. And I, yeah. Totally like that. Ooh, what's he going to say next? Ooh. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think the difficult part for me was the predictability of what happened in the beginning. Um, like we kind of talked about going out too fast. We talked about like, playing playing things safe and being a little bit cautious and making sure we're eating and drinking properly on the on the first leg and making sure we're temperature regulating and all this stuff and as soon as as soon as it's like bears dangling out of a helicopter like screaming at the top of his lungs to go faster and to you know keep pushing you're just like oh yeah let's let's go faster right like there's just like so much energy in the production where they're just like yeah. video cameras everywhere there's mm -hmm. tail tailboats and you know like all this stuff and it's just really easy to say let's push hard let's push as hard as we can and I think for me having raced with Jason doing a bunch of ultra endurance paddling stuff um, I know what my like bounds are for racing in the heat on the water but I had never like raced in the heat on the water and then tried to switch to like running. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, I kind of took a break towards the end of the paddle and then like got my head back on and was like paddling. Okay. And then as soon as it was like change disciplines, yeah. start running, it was just, it, it, it lasted half an hour, 45 minutes of, of being okay. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is, is salt. I wasn't consuming nearly enough salt for the temperature. 
Um, but fundamentally, it's just like the the amount of wattage that we could put into the into the chemical was really high. But there, a there was no reason to be pushing quite so hard, right? Because like getting getting five minutes on the kiwis, like off the paddle, is five minutes, but it cost yeah, so many you know, so much energy. It almost cost the race. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, um, that's we were the closest. You know, I've I've been racing for a long time and uh, only dropped out of two races in my entire expedition career, and one was. Um, uh, the other race that I, I just recently posted when, when Dan bonked in uh, 2012 gold rush, but he wasn't the reason we dropped out. He recovered and, and it was somebody else's blisters. And then when my hip failed in Patagonia. And so, you know, but, but this was probably beyond both of those, like for, for being as close. And, um, you know, and it was, it was, you know, in retrospect, it was frustrating mostly because, we literally had a conversation and I even said this on camera and they, they didn't use it, but it's like pre-race when everybody's help, happy and healthy is like our worst case scenario. Like the one thing we don't want to happen is like for Dan to succumb to heat stroke and then for us to have to drag him across Fiji. Like that's what I said. Like this is, we're going to do everything to not have Dan heat stroke because he are, hardly ever goes down, but when he goes down, it's super hard and there's really nothing we can do right to help him in the same way that, i mean you know it, it's joking but like if i really need it dan can throw me over his shoulder and go faster up the mountain than we were going trying to drag him right yeah. uh, and so we set all this and then we still like get out there and like mel runs up the beach and bears like you're a legend you're smashing it we're like yeah you know and like who like it's the first 12 hours of the race we're just kind of like and we know better you know like we're <laughs> It's not like we're a rookie team. Um, yeah. And so definitely there was a piece of this that we're like, oh, my God, it's this. Um, but it got us on TV because it was the yeah. script, right? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think and then, of I, course, my, my epic quote of we've been practicing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That, was that was so good. Okay. Yeah. Right? So what? good. What? Um, training? Come on. Well, we've been practicing. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, my God. We laughed yeah. so hard. Come on. We all had those quotes. Like. They asked us all, and I was like, well, you know, Dan said, like, well, I don't see any win. And then I was like, and we're in first place, so we're doing okay. And then you're like, we were practicing. That whole thing was – we couldn't have set it up better for Amazon to turn know, us right? into the, like, the butt of the rookie team going too hard joke. Like, we, we – it was like they – somebody could not have scripted that better with all the things that we said pre-race and during the race and Bear in the helicopter pointing down at us saying – they're just muscling it. We're like, yeah, but have you seen our muscles? We can do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Mel could do, we should have just, we should have turned Dan off and just let you be the engine because that would have been easy. Yeah. Well, you know, when you make the trailer, you've you've struck a chord, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I it was, so I think there's definitely, as as competitors, we are, like, we were definitely striving, you know, to, to be the best we could out there. And, and we know where we're capable of being, like up in the top five in a race like that. Um, and then, you know, we, we also know that that we've had, you know, you know, we've had some sometimes some catastrophic we've, yeah, errors. we've had some some catastrophic errors in, in this race and, and did our best to to recover. Um, and had a lot of fun doing so. Like one of the joys was as soon as we fell apart, like we just got we had fifty eight teams to pass. 
we didn't pass them all. If you've seen the show, we didn't get all the way back up there, but it was pretty, like, it was amazing for a while there. You're just like, you know, cause you often don't get to pass teams in adventure racing or yeah. see them. Right. But like, yeah. even when Dan was asleep in the boat, like we were just hauling. That was, I just remember having Dan face down in the front of the boat and just like seeing teams way off in the distance. And then like half an hour later, we're just like, how's it going? Like Dan's passed out in the front of the boat and you know on the sup and and you know and then once we all got back to full power it was, it was great i don't know it, was, it, it felt really really good um so so i think this question has been answered by a lot of people but this definitely was a race it wasn't a tv show correct correct yeah i mean you know that was uh, the fear but yeah it was a race with a lot of tv cameras yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was we, I think- it was interesting because they didn't they didn't do as much of the drama as they had previously. Yeah. Right. There was no yeah. Playboy team. There yeah. were no celebrity teams. Yeah. There were some teams that didn't have a lot of experience adventure racing, but for the most part, the the vast majority of the teams out there were seasoned adventure racers had been doing it for years. Right, and and the ones that weren't. Um, you know, there were a couple like the family stories and stuff like that, but, but, you know, like the Kukuri Warriors and the, the Iron Cowboy, I mean, those people are like at the top of their sports, right. And have so much grit and so much determination. And, and so all it was, was them adapting this and yeah, it took them all 11 days, but like they weren't, you know, they weren't in danger of, of not being able to get through these challenges. Right. Um, so it was really cool to see how some of these teams, you know, adapted. And I'm so happy. Like, like this is this is Bear's calling, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, you know, he is. He was so good. So inspiring out there. He's just. He was great. And it comes through in the show. You're just like, man, Bear's rooting for everybody. Like, yeah, everybody. And he was having so much winner. fun. Yeah, oh my God. Well, well of course, he's got a helicopter. Personal helicopter. <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, it's easy, you know, like, you know, part of us, you know, and, and, and Dan was the most like this on the team going in, right? You know, like that had this, this, as, you know, for lack of a better word, said, as real adventurers, like people that have built our whole life on, on doing stuff that, that is never on TV, right? And, yeah. and, you know, to have, this personality out there being the face of it, like it in the initial lead up, every, there were a lot of adventurers who were like, Oh my God, like this guy's whatever, you know, what just, is he going to contribute? Yeah, what is he going to contribute? Like he's going to make us carry a machete because he, you know, it's his own, friend. whatever. It's like this, this whole, uh, like th- that he's not a real adventure. Right. And, and even outside of that, like without, you know, like he's got a pedigree, he's done obviously a lot of stuff because a lot of people watch him, but mm-hmm he's the best spokesperson I could think of for this, for this, this sport, sport that we love, right? Oh, like God, totally. if there's hanging out of a helicopter telling audiences around the world that what we're doing is hard, they, people believe it. Right. Yeah. And as, as, as awesome as you are, Randy, if you're I hanging know. outside of a helicopter telling people in the world that what we're doing is hard, all the adventure races will believe you, but the rest of the world, I don't know. You know, yeah, you got to, I know. Who, he's got the name, but does he have the, have, can he back it up? Right. I mean, yeah. he can back it up when he talks, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's inspiring. Yeah. He's yeah. All right. Well, you know what they didn't what they didn't include in that in the videos, which I was kind of disappointed in, is when I got to that first checkpoint, 
I asked him if the next challenge was flying his helicopter because that's the same one that I fly for the army. So really? <laughs> and and he's like, uh, uh, I, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. This, this, oh my god. Because our, our recollection, like, because you know, we weren't up on the beach with you or in the thing. We're like, when we saw that in video, we're like, it was just awesome because you were so. Like, you know, here's this so business worldwide celebrity, basically like the David Hasselhoff of the adventure world yeah. is how I think of Bear Grylls. Like everybody in the world knows him, yeah. right? Even if he's not that popular everywhere in America, right? Like he's freaking, you know, you everybody go everywhere and, and Bear is amazing. And, you know, and so you were just like, <laughs> we've been so back. Out. He's out. Are we done here? I'll go back to racing. Right? I don't think he expected uh, that. You know, um, you know, Nathan kind of gave him the high howdy getting back in the boat yeah. too. And I don't think Bear is, is used to people talking back to him. So good for well, you. <laughs> I mean, but he, like, I think that he, um, you know, I think he definitely adapted, uh, yeah. you know, cause he was like, we saw him out on the course a couple more times and, and yeah. he was much more just like, he talked to us in the middle of the rain and, and um, at camp one and, you know, it was basically just asking us about what happened and, and, you know, saying, I'm really proud of you guys for keeping going. And, and uh, and it seemed really genuine and, and, you know, none of that like is, is in the show, you know, and I, I've heard of other people about him just checking on them outside of there being cameras. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, you know, I think we were, we were definitely left with the, you know, impressed that, that he's going to be the spokesperson for eco challenge. Right. That's, yeah. that's great. Couldn't, couldn't pick a better dude. Yeah. Do you think he didn't get it until the race started? And then it was like, oh, that's what this is. Okay, so so here, I mean, here's the question, right? Like, does anybody get it? That's like, how many people yeah. have you told about adventure racing? Yeah. Does anybody ever get it until no. they're there in the middle no. of a race and see it? No. So I think he he was one of like the main drivers behind bringing it back. Mm. He Definitely. had been bugging Mark Burnett for years, and every year right. they'd have a conversation, and every year Mark's like, it's not time yet. Right. Um, so I think he'd watched all of the old episodes, and he's like, this needs to come back. Nice. And he had been fighting for it. So in a way, like, without having actually been there, I think he gets it. Okay. Right. Um, but, but again, it's like once, like, even like I think you know, and I, I, at least I hope that he was there seeing it, and even more in love and impressed with the sport, right? Like yeah. you know, yeah. like you just totally. like you can see all these documentaries, right? And even Eco Challenge, like they did such a good job of capturing this energy, and now there's you know thousands and thousands and thousands of people that want to do it, right? And they're still like even though they've watched it, they're still going to get to their first race, and they're going to be like, oh shit, like this is. <laughs> And and yep. some of them are never going to want to do another one, and hopefully a lot of them are like, this is so much better and yeah. and more intense and real than than even a documentary can ever make it. Like, just there's so many parts of the sport that are are like not present in in any other athletic endeavor that I've ever done that mm-hmm. that are there inherent, like from the beginning, from your first eight hour race, yeah. and um, right, it's as close to like. Competitive marriage counseling, yeah, exactly. Gets, right? it's yeah. Like competitive it's marriage friend it's counseling, just like a relationship you know, four-person relationship counseling session in the outdoors. Like, right, go run as fast as you can um, <laughs> and solve yeah. all your problems. Yeah. So, okay, or, or I just have more of it. 
There you go. All right, one more. Oh, I got a sleeping dog beside me. Uh, one more question, and it's just a yes or no. Do you have either a story from your team or a story that you heard that you can't tell me till we're in person? That we can't tell you till you're in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a yes or a no. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which Perfect. one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good place to stop. Make people mad. Well, wait. Well, I want to hear about Dan and Mel. You guys have a story that you can't tell until you see him in person. Oh, I think that's. I think I thought you just answered for the team. No, I, I mean, I just my story. I don't know what your stories are. No. Oh. Like, oh um, yeah, then I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So. Uh, I, cool. I have such a poor memory. I probably Dan. Do. Dan doesn't remember the first half of the race at least. There you go. Yeah. What do you? Oh, I definitely have store. Oh, God. Yes. Sorry. Definitely, yes. <laughs> coming back, too. It's coming back graphically. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> they might all be the same, Randy. They, they might, all, they be might all be the same story. We never know, so yeah. perfect. Does yours involve a sub? Yes. Oh, okay. I know, which, I know Dan's story. <laughs> so. Well, great. Well, I, this is the part where I'd say, well, what do you got going for the rest of the year? But we all know how that goes. But So how pumped are you for the hardest race, toughest race in America next year? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I just uh, found, I just remember that Mel's going to come out and, and you're going to do our res- rescue helicopters, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, you so hire the helicopter. I'll be there. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> They're not uh, expensive. I mean, I priced one out for Baja, and it was only about 10, 10 grand a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's – so if we do get the, the you know, the streaming service budget um, for producing a show. But, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see so many new people getting into the sport, and I'm really excited that we have a hugely stacked field of, you know, basically a ton of people from Eco Challenge, a ton of the, the top teams in, in the world in the U.S. coming out. Uh, it just means that, that we get to design a course that is, you know, as hard as we want and as, as real as we want. And, um, and you know, we just love it. It's been a, a hard break for the last uh, – since March. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited um, for that to happen. Have, and in all seriousness, Mel, you may want to come out as safety boat if you don't want to raise it with a team. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there is a 100-kilometer section of whitewater. 100-kilometer section of whitewater. I'm going to say that oh again. Oh, my gosh. 100 huh. kilometers of white water, <laughs> right? So um, we might need some safety letters. <laughs> so perfect. Are you, I can probably talk guy into that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Are you going to make any changes after after doing Eco Challenge to the course, or do you think you had it nailed to start with? I, I want to make medallions. I know. That was I pretty cool. I really want to make medallions. We, we do have – um, we only have like five legs. We so. have we do have some of the best like finisher medals. We have a, a woman here that basically takes stuff from the course. So like we're we're gonna be out in some of the fossil lands. So she makes these little amber medallions that will have like water from the river, uh, mm-hmm. fossilized, you know, something, and then like sand from out. So so we have pretty amazing finisher medallions. Yeah. But um, man, there was something like. I, I really like the Those big brass. The I like the storytelling. So cool. You know, like if I can combine adventure racing with like a, a Dungeons and Dragons story, where like you're on a quest 
you know, like Zelda or something like that. And, and that's what Eco Challenge had a little bit of, right? We're getting these maps that are worthless, right? Which I, which I don't know what happened to ours. They were we oh, just the, stuck them the away as souvenirs. But like we're getting maps like you'd see in Indiana Jones. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. And like here, here's the medallion and here's the dragons. And like you're just like so cool. Um, so, you know, I've always thought about doing, you know, doing something like that. But our course is, is pretty incredible and pretty, pretty technical. So, yeah. I will, I, I, I will say if it's, if it was half of last year's, it would be great. And I know it's probably twice of last year's. So probably twice. Yeah. So, um, so we're excited to have you out too. I'm, it's on my calendar. So are you bringing your helicopter or no, Mel's going to fly you around. Yep. She's going to bring the bear and fly us around. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's bear. So ours will be hosted by bear too. There you so go. America's toughest race hosted by bear. I don't know. Bear girls. We can just come. We can. This is bear tea. Bear tea. Okay. There you go. Bear tea. I like that. So, all right. Well, perfect. Well, I think thanks for being the first, uh, what do I want to say? Test subjects for using zoom like every other podcast in America. So, yeah, nice. This has become – this gets so much easier for me now because I just have to send, like, one of you guys an email instead of, yeah, like, dialing this person and then – so It's super great. It is. So yep. the goal – my stated goal is to have every team on the podcast. Whoa. I think I'll make it <laughs> Dude, I mean, before the next race. From the, from the Spanish team. She was yep. amazing. Emma's so funny. She's awesome. So amazing. So, yeah. So wait, if if you get the if you get the um, the team from Fiji, I want to know what they were doing with the eel. Yeah. As we were coming down off of CP3 down the backside of the CP4. mountain, okay. CP4, we were passing them, and one of them was holding the machete in one hand and an eel that he had caught in somewhere, <laughs> and he was just like walking down the mountain, and I'm like, what? What was your plan for the eel? Yeah. We're not even sure that was real because Dan was still in a state, but he swears that he saw a machete and an eel. So <laughs> if you can confirm that for us, Randy. There you go. But we think right. we may have been, like, worse off than we thought. Well, we saw people uh, catching no, eels later on in the race. Like, that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, no, he definitely had an eel. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, <laughs> I also want to know, when you interview the team, so we're now te- we're giving you, we're, we're telling you your job, Randy. That's so, fine. When, when you interview um, the team from Canada, I think they're called True North, okay, right? Yep. yep. I want to know more about them because there was a lot of press on Hunter, right? Yeah. But I think yeah. True North had an 18-year-old female racing. Yeah, Alex's daughter, I think. Yeah. What? Alex's daughter, I think. Wow. Right. And I'm yeah. like, why was that story not told? Yeah. And they finished, I think. I don't know. I, I can't yeah. remember. I think they did finish. Yeah. Hmm. See, that's one of those weird stories because – I actually met Alex at PQ in Badlands. They raced that. So, him and his daughter? No, him. Him, right? Alex, but yeah, it wasn't, so. Isn't his daughter like eighteen? So I think something like that. Pretty young, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I'm like, you know, because they made this big deal. Like Hunter's amazing, and they made a big deal about him being the youngest racer. But I'm like, if she's the same age or like what a month older, who knows? Yeah. But like. Uh, like that's especially since there's so few females, especially yeah. at that age in, yeah, in the yeah. sport. Like anyway, so I yeah. want you to give her props from us that I thought that was you know 
Her amazing. Yeah. Her mother has reached out to me and says, do you want to have her on the podcast? And I said, yes. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, so I, that's I, how I, yeah, that's how I can tell this is a big deal. People are actually reaching out to me. So, right. Um, well, yeah, Under. yeah. Give, you know, and, uh, uh, that would, that'll be cool to hear, but yeah, I'm excited to hear. Um, I've been in touch with a lot of the teams over the past couple of weeks. And so it'll be exciting to hear, um, hear their stories. Yeah. Um, very much yeah i like yeah there's you guys i mean we've probably talked for three hours but we're not going to no (laughs) so because because you guys are friends and eventually you'll be on again so yeah Uh, well you'll be out here in may so i will be there in may so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm 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 like let's go let's get this year over with and start over right yeah all right well let's uh Let's call it a night. All right, see you, Randy. Good seeing you, Mel. Yeah, good seeing you, Mel. Yeah, super fun. This is like an extra little reunion. It's so cool. Very cool. I know, right? All right, take care. All right, bye, bye, everybody. Bye, Randy. Bye. And you guys are awesome.